Hitbox KO. Hello, everyone. We're back for another episode of Hitbox. This is episode four, and this is the one you've all been waiting for because today we're joined with Jack. Not just Jack, blonde Jack. Oh, is that how I'm referred to? <laughs> well, you know, some people have no problem with their full name being talked about, but since you've already got kind of a nickname going anyway, might as well. We, we Episode one, we had Big Naz, um, and that was kind of what we went with. So, you know... <laughs> Um, so it's a pleasure to be here, Jeremy. Thank you, Jack. Who who are you? Explain to the audience who you are. Why are you here? Um, I'm I'm Jack. Um, uh, I love video games. I spend all the time I'm not doing computational chemistry, probably playing video games in one way or another. Uh, yeah. So you heard that? So you know, computational chemist. So. This guy, he's very clever. So what we're expecting oh. here is a very, um, a very unique set of games. And you know, if you when you hear his top five, um, you know, you take it as gospel. This this man knows what he's talking about. Okay, take it mm. from a computational chemist. You know, he works with computers all the time. He knows his video games. All right. <laughs> um, and I. Um, for this particular episode, um, there's we have no video uh, stream going on, and the reason for that, I know you you enjoy seeing our faces. I know, I know, but um, for this particular episode, we had some technical difficulties. Uh, we both had technical difficulties, <laughs> and so it ain't happening. <laughs> Uh, what what were you drinking, by the way, Jack? Because you said you had something. To I'm just sides. drinking. I'm just drinking a Budweiser. The 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 classic, the classic background beer. I I'm drinking a nut bastard. A nut bat? Are oh, you nut bastards? Crazy boy, crazy boy. So we are going to start this podcast by talking about um, some games of your childhood um, that I asked you um, previously to um, have a little think about. So. You know, I I try I, on this podcast. I try to aim for like five or so, but you know, it's a loose format. Well, give me give me a game. Let's start us off. I might have let you down a bit because I think my child uh, for me, my favorite games have come out quite recently. Um, I, I will start with the main one from my childhood. But yeah, uh, so 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 we've got the childhood games, and then after we've discussed that. That's when we talk about your top five over. Oh, oh, brilliant! Oh, okay. Oh no, no, these, these are separate. These are separate. Yeah. Things. Oh, I'm like, oh, even apologies better. if okay. I wasn't clear. No, enough. no, no. That's that's great. That's actually great. Um, because it was hard to choose between the mm. two. No, so, so I so, kind of went from my favorite with kind of ignoring my childhood game. All right, brilliant. Yeah. So with the childhood games, I'm looking for like some true, true nostalgia. So it, yeah. if possible, you know. I okay. love I love it when some obscure PlayStation One game comes out, but you know whatever you played, I want to hear it. Yeah, it was. Uh, I need to Google the exact title, but it was a Yu Gi Oh game on PlayStation One. Was uh, it Jewelist of the Roses? It was. Uh, no, it was. It was that was the PS Two one. Um, oh. Uh, 
It was like forbidden uh, something. Forbidden memories. Yeah, forbidden memories. That was the one. Um, but I, I didn't have a uh, memory card on my, <laughs> for, for my uh, <laughs> for the game, so I had to restart every time. Oh god! So I learned how to beat the first couple of levels quite well. Uh, I would just keep playing it, and then New for Speed Most Wanted. Which... Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, hang on, hang on. All right, all right, talk about Yu-Gi-Oh more. Uh, I, I want to hear. I want to hear about Yu-Gi-Oh for a bit. So, you know, we, so it's, we've, it had, got, we've got a lot. We've got time. We, yeah, you know, we, we've got time to really let. You know, it was like set set in ancient Egypt, um, of course. And you were like this. You were like the son of this person, and you get like kicked out of the temple because you lose a Yu-Gi-Oh game or something. <laughs> And then wait. So yeah, was the was the so obviously ancient Egypt? Uh, yeah, the pharaoh was actually called Yugi. So like, what? what am I, so they actually called it a game of Yu-Gi-Oh even back then. They they named. Yeah, he was there, but you <laughs> didn't play as him. Oh, um, okay. Let me just let me just let me just find it. Oh, I want to... Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, Forbidden Memories. Oh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a little look at this as well. This <laughs> this game, like, you put some... Let's put some, uh, like, gameplay up or something. Because uh, it's... I will do that, actually, since we haven't got our, our uh, video. I, I can video stream or you can you can do it. Um, In the post, don't worry about it. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was great. Apparently... Uh, I love the story. The characters were great. Um, oh, quite frankly, I'm embarrassed. You could beat it in an hour and a half, <laughs> apparently, according to this video. I, I never figured out how to do that in one in one playthrough <laughs> as a child. It was one of those. I never finished it or, or got any good cards because I was never be able to see my place. <laughs> Hang on a minute. This game okay. sealed memories. This is. This is really funny. This game is so funny. I'm just yeah. looking at like the characters don't make any sense. Like they're just yep. kind of that's so funny. No, it was great. Uh <laughs> and they've got all these ancient Egyptian characters, but then they've also got like modern day Yep. <laughs> I was a big fan of the card game at the time as well. Um Man, looking at the little comments, all these videos, it's just like I can't read any of them. Um, Around the same sort of time, um, I would have been playing um, Yu-Gi-Oh on the Game Boy. Well, actually, probably probably a few years later. Actually, it was on the Game Boy Advance. So, um, I, I used to play uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. I think it was called World World Tournament. Uh, oh no, Worldwide Edition. That's what it was called. Um, don't ask me why it's called that. Um, oh man, I used to play that game all the time. I loved Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. Yeah, uh, I also interesting caveat about how I owned the game. I would rent it from the library. Oh my man, there's so many steps to this. this and, is then so I, old and then I and then I shouldn't admit this on recording, but I ended up like not returning it to that library. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear sirens in the background already. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they've still got it somewhere at home. 
uh, cased or smashed up as those PS1 cases were. Um, they've, they've, but that they've, was they've all I played out. for such a long time because my sister had given me the PS1. And then she went to uni and took it back. Uh, <laughs> and I never played uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Sealed Memories again. Uh, I wonder if there's an emulator. There's probably an emulated version. I will play it at some point. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, I type it in on uh, Google Images and like a fair portion of them are clearly two HD <laughs> for PlayStation 1. It's clearly an emulator. Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. So what's your, what's your next pick for me? Uh, next pick was Need for Speed Most Wanted. And there's another really sad story about around that game as well. Love myself um, a good sad story. Uh, yeah, so uh, my dad finds an original Xbox in the street. Uh, sort of down, like, he lived in this weird cul-de-sac off the side of the industrial estate. It's just down in one of the alleyways there. It's just this PS1. Um, and she's like, oh, my son might like this. He takes it in. Inside, there's a disc. And the disc, it's a uh, pirated, like, burn-to-CD copy of Need for Speed. Um, most Wanted. And I played the hell out of that. Oh, it was such great. And, and oh, man, the, the, the police chases were great. The racing was great. Uh, the map was a lot of fun. There was good customization in, in the driving. Um, and I played it for about six months before. Uh, that and Call of Duty Big Red one, but I didn't like that as much. But I was really big for the need for speed. Yeah. And actually, funny, funny story for, for you, Jamie. The original killing floor from UT... From Unreal really? Tournament 2004 was installed via a mod thing. Because you, you could install mods so, for games so, back then. So it was this, a, this is originally a PC game then, Killing Floor 1. Yeah. Like, as a mod. Well, it, was a, it was a mod for Unreal Tournament 2004, which I also Interesting. had on that. Um, and played the original Killing Floor back in 2005, 2006. Um and yeah, huh. and then yeah, and like play a lot of deep speed. And then it turns out the neighbors—it was the neighbors' Xbox—and the oh, mother no. had thrown it out of the window in anger at one of the kids. <laughs> and when they go around to get it, it was gone, <laughs> of course, because <laughs> my dad just finds it in the street. That's um, so funny. Uh, so he eventually gives it back, and I lose all my progress and stuff, and probably ruined their progress on their games. Oh, you—you've reminded me um, of speaking of ruining progress um, on on the Game Boy Advance. I played um, uh, Spyro: uh, Season of Ice, and um, I had a lot of fun with it. And I was taking my time, blah blah blah. And one of my cousins, yeah, you know, I was a kid. Uh, my cousin mm. was uh, a little bit younger than me, so you know. But he he decided he he wanted he wanted to play it, and I I had no problem with that. But he he started a new game, and uh, when Asic came up with the message saying you're going to have to erase all the data to do that, 
He just technically, yes, because he didn't actually know what the word erase meant. Um, heartbroken. I was, I was oh my sobbing. God. I was so oh my sad. God. It was just like, and and the 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 thing is, there was a cheat code to unlock everything. But of course, I hadn't. I, I was on like the final area, but like the unlock everything. That's not the same. <laughs> yeah, because I I hadn't unlocked everything. <laughs> so. Yeah, sorry, I misremembered. Oh, no, that that that's awful. Hot, give me one second. I just need to do something. Okay, thanks. Sorry about that. I just had to uh, unplug something. Um, can you hear me still? I can hear you still. I hate having um, by being bound on my desk by a cable that I can't. If I need to move across the room, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, next game. <laughs> well, I have a similar sad story about lending a friend something and then them breaking it and losing your progress. Um, what, what game was that? PS2, The Incredibles game. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually remember that. It was good. It was a good game. Um, like, it was good fun. Plus, yeah. big, big incredible span at the time. Between it was between that and uh, the Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, King game. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I was big in. I was a, I was really into movies as a kid, so I would also play a lot of the games from the movies that came out. Um, back when back when movie games used to be actually kind of good, uh, or at least maybe I just had lower standards back then. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um I, I i used to play the two towers on ps2 um yeah a lot um i i i found out that my cousins owned i, I, I you know you know as, as you know as we know as a kid i played that game over and over and over and over again and yep. so when I, I i went to my cousins and they had returned the king it was amazing like here we go! Like the the next game, like oh, yeah. oh my god, I, I, uh, stupid! It's so stupid. It's like, of course, there's going to be a Return of the King game, but I had no idea. The and Two like, Towers game was real good as well, though. Um, it's kind of similar, isn't it? Same sort of yeah. game, like in terms of gameplay. The yeah. the Helm's Deep mission, oh, was so tough. It was a lot harder than the Return of the King, I think. Uh, I, seem to, I seem to remember like the whole thing being kind of. Like there were huge difficulty spikes. Yeah. So at certain levels, you got to Especially a certain when point. You saw the Urukai, they would just kill you. Oh, they were the worst. They they were they were really the worst. Um, what else? Ah, uh, this brings me on to a game of my childhood that's in my top list. Um, oh, interesting. Oh, uh, save save that game. Save. Oh, that I'll game. save it because I got one more that I can talk about, which would. Probably on a few few people who were born in 1997. That original Spider-Man game on the PS1. Uh, I, again, I had to re- restart it. But I did want to leave the PS1 running for as long as I could. Because I didn't want to uh, lose progress on Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> and then my mom turned it off. But I was oh. so angry. But with the Incredibles game, sorry. I, I lent my PS my PS1 Slim, right? 
and what? the Incredibles came to my friend while I went on holiday. A PS1 uh, Slim? Yeah, PS2 Slim. You oh, know, PS2. Slim line. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Incredibles game. I learned to him while I went on holiday. And I came back. And either him or his little sister put him chocolate in the disk drive. <laughs> um, and, it, and it wrecked the, the console <gasps> forever. Oh, no. Funny enough, this same kid had actually stolen a few Warhammer figures off me at one point. But that's the story for another day. Uh <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, that is heartbreaking. What it was a stupid kid thing to do. Yeah, I, I know. I know, right? Absolutely, absolutely terrible. Um, yeah. So a couple of other people on this podcast have brought up play, uh, Spider-Man on PlayStation One. Um, it's quite a popular pick, actually. Mm. Um, is that the game that has? Well, you mean you say you might not have even finished it? Uh, apparently, at the end of the game, you, you go against. Like some sort of freak show boss, um, Big Naz brought it up, and he said he, he was actually like properly scarred as a child. He found it so scary. Um, oh, I think he's talking about the PS2 one because you, you go into this like carnival clown. Oh no 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 maze it, like saw or is it like? It, oh, I mean that sounds terrifying. It was it wasn't because it was definitely the PlayStation One game because I oh, looked, okay. I, looked, I found the gameplay and it's you know. I don't, think I, I, don't think, cube. I don't think I ever finished it because I never got very far in the game. <laughs> I just replayed the first level so many times. That's, that's what you do as a kid. You just like, like you, you watch you the do. same film over and over again, or you'll play the same bit of gameplay over and over and over again. Um, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because I did I did the same thing, but I I definitely had a memory card, but also I know for sure. I used to have to start I had to start again from games so I, I'm maybe I think maybe I got to a certain age when I figured out how to use the memory card yeah uh, whereas before I just wasn't saving um, and I think because I definitely I played Digimon World and you know that's quite a, for a kid anyway that's quite a long RPG uh, and I definitely saved that uh, but I think before I got into that, uh, I was just too young to understand how to save. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember similarly struggling to the concept of saving games. Or even operating the PS2's navigation system. Uh, or like, oh, the like P- doing anything in the PS2. I was just like confused as, as hell as yeah. a child. I, I don't think that's necessarily entirely because we were children either I, I definitely remember it being really awful yeah uh, yeah <laughs> and i would always have problems with the discs then the readers would always break after a certain amount of time on the ps2 and been uh, i would all my discs would get scratched because i had no idea of how to treat them right uh my parents didn't really care that's what left me to it at those cases I think I was gaming you know I wasn't I wasn't playing with trains under the table in a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> I think I I'm, I'm sure I, I'm sure I lost a disc or two to scratching but I know I do know that I my PlayStation 1 games are definitely intact um, mm. but I also know that I totally had more games than what I still have left. So it might have been a case of 
destroying them. Also, like you said earlier, all of them, the case is destroyed. Yeah. Like, all of them. <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk about handheld now? Oh, yeah, please. So, my first handheld console was a Game Boy Yellow <laughs> that I got at a charity shop or a charity jumble sale. Is this a, a standard Game Boy that's coloured yellow? This was the oldest one. Like, it didn't yeah. have a colour screen. It had... Oh, wow. And I played cool. tennis and golf on that <laughs> a lot. Um, and then I got a DS, but played Game Boy games on it. And I Whoa, played... Um, that's a jump. I know. That was, that was the jump. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't play anything in between. The original fucking Game Boy Yellow... Uh, it was massive as well. Uh, yeah, they're huge. They're, they're huge and tiny little screens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely tiny screens. I, play, I, I have a vivid memory of me playing it on like the cruise to France and me beating like someone on tennis. And I was so happy. It was like one of my first gaming memories. Uh, I was just like, this is the best. Um, <laughs> that is so. That, th- this is the sort of wholesome content that this podcast was created for. <laughs> Yeah. And then following that, I played the Prince of Persia games on the Game Boy. But remember, mm. the DS had a Game Boy slot underneath it. Hey, uh, um, Prince of Persia. Oh wait, wait, that would have been a Game Boy Advance game then. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. I, I believe, yeah, that, yeah, because Game Boy Advance they were always back compatible the one generation prior. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm. It was so funny because the DS is uh, sort of games. They formatted to those tiny cards, which they stuck with after that. Yeah. Um, but it had still such a giant bit of the, the, the handheld was taken up for a slot for backwards compatibility, um, which is very yeah, for. Honestly, Prince that Persia. is just wonderful. You, it, it's that I think that is just so wonderful. You don't have that with the Switch. There's no 3DS slot. I wish there was. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's... Or a Wii U slot. See, I can forgive them for not doing that nah. because that would require a freaking disc drive. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but then again, also I can imagine the dual screen setup of the 3DS being a nightmare uh, to try and sort out on the Switch. Oh my god! Un- unless no, unless you could, unless they have wireless casting on the Switch, which they need to get sorted. It would be like uh, some sort of stupid. You'd have to like hold it vertically, sort, of, and like the Joy Cons would have to come out. It'd be awful. Yeah, you get like an arm brace for it. Um, That's a very Nintendo thing to do. That yeah. that'd be bundled with it at launch as well. I'm, like, I am not. I will be surprised if the next Switch or the one after that <laughs> is a thing you slot into a VR headset. Hmm. No, I, I, I'm not convinced. Give it 10 years. <laughs> well, no, because you, you can already make the Switch virtual reality as it is, so... Oh. Like, all, all, all VR is is just a screen strapped to your face. And, yeah. And there's a, there's a, there's a Switch... Um, do you remember Labo? Yeah. The, the oh, cardboard? is there a cardboard mask you can make? It's a virtual reality Labo, uh, and they, they made some VR games for the Switch. Oh, fair enough. I, oh. I, they beat me to it. That's a shame. Definitely not the future of Switch. I, I mean, I hope not. Jesus, it's <laughs> <is> awful. <laughs> um, um, okay. 
give, give me some. So um, I, I had a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun talking um, about um, like the whole the DS craze. So when we were when the DS came out, it was kind of mm. like the perfect storm for our age group, where the the internet was kind of still young-ish. Yeah. And so picto chat on DS yep. was so appealing. And um, every, it seemed like everyone our age had a DS. Do, have you had a, do you have any fun story, any fun picto chat stories? I don't. I never used it. Honestly. I never really? had any friends to DS with. No. Nope. Not even like randoms. No. Uh, I'll, I'm, yeah. s- I'm shocked. <laughs> no, because there used to be like you, you you go on a school trip and like there's definitely at least a couple of people bought their DS with them and you just go on there and like draw dicks and stuff. Like my my parents would let me take my DS on school trips because they were too worried I'd break it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, I played a lot of brain training. <laughs> yeah, brain training was great. I went I to Sri Lanka too. and I played a hell of a lot of brain training while I was in Sri Lanka, and that's the reason I'm so smart now. <laughs> so that's the DS for you. Having a, I was like, brain you age of, I was like, <laughs> brain age of eighty. That's amazing. <laughs> and then my son was like, no, that's that's terrible. Yeah, like that's, yeah. that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, am I not very good at this? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I thought I was like, brain age 22. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. That's a fault for that 22, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually really... They did a really good job of that game, though. Um, that, in fairness, a lot, again... Quite a lot of people bought it, and it was yeah. actually really fun for all ages. Oh, well, my, my parents were like, yeah, it's got to be educational. You can have one fun game, one educational game. So I got Tomb Raider. Oh, no, sorry, I got Prince of Persia Brain Training. Uh, and then eventually Nintendogs, because uh, we had Labradors, and they were like, you should buy a Nintendog so you can look out for Labrador when you go on holiday as well. So are you are you telling me... Let me, let me get this straight. You're telling me that... Your Nintendo DS career was Nintendogs, Prince of Persia on the Game Boy Advance, and Brain Training. There's two more games that got added to that later, which were Super Mario Bros. Of course. Uh, and there was like a Warhammer 40,000 game. What? I didn't know. Uh, stri- uh, let's find it, shall we? Yes, uh, please. It was like a squad, it was like an individual squad based turn based shooter game. Um,. Oh, look at this. Squad Command. Warhammer Squad 40K. Command, that's the one. That's the one. Hey, this... It's so difficult, I couldn't beat it in the end, but I had a lot of fun with it. Oh, it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. We, it, <laughs> that's pretty sick for a DS game, you know? Always been a big fan of Warhammer. Yeah, it was it was great, because you had, like, the top screen, and then you had, like, the tactical map below. Um... And yeah, and you can see like pictures of it there, uh, tactical mark above, and like you had like a certain amount of moves and you're shooting. It's a bit like you know, so many of those sort of strategy games out there now. 
Uh, hey, I wish there were more. It's dying. <laughs> and now, they are also, speaking of old 40k games, um, on the PS2, Tau Fire Warrior. Uh, what? It was a first. It was a first person shooter set in the Warhammer universe. The only one that's existed up until Deathwing. Um, this is a uh, wow! I've never heard of this. Interesting. It was great fun. Huh. <laughs> it was I'm, silly. I'm, I'm, I'm on Google Images right now, having a little look. Yeah. And it was like so strange. You're like, for, for all the 40k games, why Tau? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why are you playing as Tau? But I mean, fair enough for them to doing it. It was good fun. Uh, again, never beat it. It's too difficult for me. <laughs> so th- there's there's an obvious omission here. And I also I mean, rented this one from the library, but I did return it. <laughs> you did return it. Yeah, I did return this one. Good. Um, there's an. Oh, you know what? Actually, quick aside. Um, to my renting games, I I used to do the same thing. Um, mm. with Blockbuster. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, like that whole concept is not. I have no. In- I mean, obviously, I'm older. I'm not a kid, so it's different. But like the whole concept of renting something seems so silly now. Like I wouldn't want to rent a game, but at the time, you know, I, I, maybe it's because games is more easily accessible now that renting seems a little bit alien. I don't know. What's your take on that? Well, how much would you spend to rent a game? Like two ninety nine? Mm. So I mean for like a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it was it was good fun. It let you try stuff instead of buying which is great for you know um Great for kids. You can't really four games and kids, yeah. It's kind of uh, kids, isn't it? Like But now you have free games. Uh yeah, true, true, true. Uh so you know there's no real market for renting. It doesn't really have a... I swear there's still places you can rent digital versions of games, like online. I'm pretty sure there's somewhere it exists. Um, but I don't know how they pull it off, so yeah. Uh, well, I think... I'll like send you a disc of post, maybe? Who knows? <laughs> no, well, there's no... You could definitely do renting... Um... Uh, digitally for sure like easily i mean yeah they do it with movies still so yeah modern games but like yeah modern games are tailored to they want you to keep playing like i was playing Assassin's creed odyssey they really want you to keep playing it wants you you to keep playing so much i've got and um, we both have game pass and i find with game pass that kind of to me uh fills that void the the games that i want to play on game pass are games that i would finish fairly quickly uh, mm. that I wouldn't want to spend full price on. I uh, like same with the of... AXS, yeah. And I completely yeah. agree that it fills the um, financial hole for renting um, mm. for people who can't afford 60 quid for a, a AAA game. But it's so, like, it's so in-house and there's so many of them yes. that it's like, you know, if... It's not really all-encompassing, but then again, you know, there's so many games out there that it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're no. like, oh, if I get Game Pass, I'll play the games in Game Pass. If I get EA Pass, I'll play the games on there. Uh, I'll get one, I'll cancel, I'll get the other. Yeah, you know, people will move about. Um, re- 
restart their subscriptions and cancel them when new games come. So before we talk about your top five games, there is something that I feel like you've um, you've missed out here. Um, it's your your PC gaming career. Yeah. Um, when did that start? What age did you start playing PC games? Probably earlier than probably around the same time I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh at my mum's house on the PS1. I go to my dad's in Bristol. And on his PC, I I used to play Age of Empires, the original one, mm. and Harry Potter 1 and 2, on and 3, and 4, and then I stopped playing. <laughs> um, and Age of Empires 2, Age of Empires 3, and Age of Mythology, where I've moaned a lovely little bundle, kissed my childhood, um, and Total War, Medieval... Uh, two and Rome, because and oh, all, so all there's the quite classics. a few. But there was so where I lived, I was so lucky as a child. By where my dad lived when he moved uh, from Bristol was a little PC gaming uh, sort of hangout spot, right? For <laughs> Wild World, they had like PCs, they had, like twenty, thirty PCs there, and that's why I really got into it. Um, and one of the first games I remember playing that was Killing Floor because I remembered it from the Xbox because it was the similar time. And I fell in love with it <laughs> so much. I absolutely loved Killing Floor because it, it really scared me when I was like, you know, eight, nine. <laughs> but yeah. I was like so thrilled how, how, how scary it, it was. So, that, so that's when you were introduced into Killing Floor. That's interesting. Yeah. Very young. Okay. <laughs> I think um, I, I never played any proper, like, proper, like, purposely scary, scary games. Not because, just because I wasn't exposed to them. Um, yeah. But there's two games that I was really, really frightened of. Um, I used to watch my dad play um, Wolf- uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein. And, oh, all right. Um, it was kind of scary, actually. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't think you call, you can't call that a horror game, but pretty freaky. Uh, mm. Lots of zombies, lots of jump scares. Uh, I never played it myself because um, mainly because first-person shooters um, on on a gamepad were were too much of an issue for me at that age. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, that and. Uh, I used to. I, I got around this, but I used to play Time Splitters Two as well. Oh, and, uh, I loved Time Splitters Two. Oh, time, um, yeah. But when I when I first when I was first introduced into that, I was was just watching my dad before he just gave me the game. Um, but he like playing the Notre Dame level. It's kind of it's kind of spooky. There's lots of zombies, and they're, they're, I wasn't used to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I was always like. Scared by things and thrilled by it, like like yeah, just like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. Seeing my um, Star would play would play GTA, and I would watch, and I loved it. <laughs> but I was never allowed to play it myself. And even then, I was eventually told oh. I wasn't allowed to watch him play. I played loads of Vice City at my dad. Yeah, Vice City. <laughs> That's the one. Um, <sighs> is there anything else I've really missed out apart from one of them? 
which is an early one, but that's the that's the one that's that, that's also one of my favourites list. So I can talk about that now if you like. Well, so this is a good time for us to now start talking talking about your top five. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's hear it. We'll go five to well. So the game out of all the PC games that I've played, the one that ended up occupying the most of my time because I love Warhammer was Dawn of War. The, all of them. Uh, so, I, I'm so, pu- hang on a sec. So th- this is in order, yeah. So yes, this is five. This is, your, this is number five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, like the Dawn of War one series. So one Winter Assault, Duck Chase, Soul Storm. Absolutely loved it. Really liked the second. Though it was, but it was a smaller scale, so it didn't have quite the same feel to it. Uh, and didn't really like the third. But the first one, man, as a kid, I I would wake up. <sighs> Right, I'd wake up at five thirty in the morning before school to play it. Yeah, that is. <laughs> hey, I, I was. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. I would I, actually uh, get up before really early to play games a lot before school. Hey, mate, when I I, I kind of still do that now. Uh, if there's a game that I'm obsessed with, I will I will get up a little bit early to have a cheeky little play sesh before I go to work. That is. <laughs> I should do that. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I now walk myself to work. I walk around to the park, walk myself back. <laughs> like, yeah, I've arrived to work. Wow, I'm going to take a shower now. It's great that work has abilities. Um, <laughs> Dawn of War. Uh, story, story was so good in each one. And the way it progressed and the scale of it. And, oh man. And there was just small things like the animations. And I would play it at... I, I bought the like the, the triple pack in 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 Froome. No in Wells where Hot Fuzz is filmed actually in an old like PC store. That is... And I, I was so happy. I was like, Mom, Mom, please gonna buy it, please can you buy it? And she was like, How much is twenty two pounds? She was like, Woo and I was like, please please and because I didn't really get bought much for very poor. Uh is this the place that I I you showed me. Was that Wells? You, no, you we showed went, me. We went to Bath. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I know. I, I know that. I, I mean, like, do you do you still live? Well, you know, do you still live near near there? Like, yeah, I'm trying I, to figure out where that is geographically. It's like uh, it's like thirty miles from my house. That's, no, that's where you went. Yeah, it's it's like a bus ride away. Really. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's where they filmed Hot Fuzz, but that was still like, oh, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I used sorry, to wake up early before work. I play it, and then when the second one came out, I was so happy. And yeah, oh. uh, big, big influence on my childhood because uh, I couldn't wow. really afford to buy Warhammer. So uh, apart from like birthdays, uh, so playing that was just a substitute. And I like mm-hmm. come up with my own paint schemes. And, yeah, it was it was great fun. Maybe not quite, uh, not really sociable. I, I rarely ever play with anyone online or anything. Just play the campaigns. Uh, I, I, it was only when I became, well, and I'm not actually an adult, a teenager, um, when I started playing RTS games with other people. And the only people who were into RTS games when I was was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I was a kid, I just, I was always just playing the scenarios and stuff. It's great fun. I remember when I got to play. I once played Age of Empires 
three with my stepdad. It was the first time I'd ever played like another game, another person <laughs> like that online. And I was so happy, but then I beat him. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, that was number five. John Wall. Such a solid pick. Okay, next one. Number, number four. four just the, the number four slot is reserved for my favorite horror game of all time. Because Ooh. I thought I'd put horror games in their own little category. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a uh, big fan of horror, as, as I said. I love being scared. And it was hard to pick this one. And it's also quite new. But it is I know, Resident Evil 7. Yeah, I, I've already written <laughs> it out. I already wrote it in the Excel sheet. How <laughs> <laughs> did you know? <laughs> I've, um, re- I've replayed yeah. it a bunch. I've played all the DLCs. I love the little modes that they have on the side. Absolutely terrified by it when I first played it. Really intense. Um on some points especially i've been playing at the hardest difficulty at the moment um i've actually stopped so, for a while so intense i'm now playing resident evil zero because i want to experience the rest of the series <laughs> um before village comes out mm-hmm. but uh seven is just so and it's so visceral like you get your arm chopped off right at the beginning you're like this doesn't happen in horror games and then you just get stitched back on you're like oh okay this is how it's gonna be and you just like get so damaged and the the whole ah uh, the the the, hor- the most horrific moment is the bits when you're in the late the bug house with the lady. I don't know if you've been there yet. I've and the I, bugs um, fall across the screen. Yeah, and they and all your arms. You actually like I just like, like got the shivers that like, made me feel uncomfortable when the swarms are like approaching you and stuff. Because you got to like build Such a flamethrower before a you can like game. conquer it. And it's so yeah. Oh, it was so intense and. The story is great, um, and the characters are really well, uh, sort of like portrayed. I think I think it's got yep. some of the best voice acting out of the Resident Evil series. Like I've replayed two and three recently, uh, the remakes, and they're not as good as seven in terms of fear. Um, well, two was really really good. I, I three had some really good moments. Yeah. Um, on the whole, Resident Evil Seven was a ride for me. I didn't. You don't feel safe throughout the game because right when you feel like you've got a hand of the enemies and co- and the combat and stuff, they like up the ante. The boss fights are really intense because like the first person aspect means and how slow you are and oh, just like uh, so much, so much. It's so in, it's <sighs> so so just so I played. Um, I've. I haven't got uh, too far in Resident Evil 7. I've played, um, I don't know, probably something like 25%, a third of it. Um, I recently um, bought Resident Evil 2, um, and I've I've almost finished that. I'm probably about 75% of the way through that. Um, Well, let me say, Resident Evil 2 needs to be played through four times before you completed it. Well, I know that, Mm -hmm. but I also know that it's not a... Not really. Actually, at least twice, because the second time you play through it is different. Yes. I know that um, it needs to be played through twice. Yeah. But even the second time, it's not like it's a new game or anything. Should be uh, different boss fights in the end. Fair and enough. different levels in some places. Um, it's I like, do, it's like everything you've done in the first playthrough also happens. 
So it just takes place alongside. Um, oh, really? It's that yeah. big? Yeah. So, so do you play... So I'm, I'm playing as um, Leon. So yeah. you play as Claire in the second... So it's a completely different perspective? Yeah, on the same events. So, like, you know so when you is meet Le- is Claire... Leon, is Leon You know when you meet around? Claire in, like, in the... In the in yeah. The, yeah, you'll meet them from the other side and things. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I didn't know it was that in-depth. And there's there's a few different characters as well. Okay, fair enough. That sounds very much worth it. It's good playing. fun. I'm loving it. I, I think I think it's two is awesome. really Two is really good fun as well. Like That's why I put Resident Evil 7 slash the series. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Like, 7 is... I'm going to replay it again. On its hub. I'm going to try and finish up. It's hard to hide some I was just getting stuck on the bosses because it's so difficult when you can barely heal. Um, and it's, it stopped being horrific and more like, I've just retried this boss fight five times now and I'm, I'm just not, not keen to keep going. I'm more than five. You know me. I just keep trying and trying. So I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous because with, with Resident Evil 2, I, like I said, I've, I've played Resident Evil 7, but not as much. With Resident Evil 2, they they really starve you for ammo. Um, mm. And I, for the first boss fight, I was pretty comfortable. Um, at the end of the boss fight, obviously I wasn't. I was kind of exhausted of ammo. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about mm. a random boss fight coming up where I have no choice. I, I, can't, I have no ammo. That makes me... I mean, that alone is scary enough. <laughs> Just the fear. They'll oh, provide the drink There'll be ammo somewhere. I like the secrets in June. Making sure oh, you do all the like, little things. It's like it's obviously terrifying, but it's a puzzle game too. Like it's mm. it's so good, so good. Like um, making sure you find all the weapon upgrades in the police station. But well, like um, so, sorry, yeah. sorry to hijack that to Resident Evil Two, but back to Resident Evil Seven. Um, that 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 game was when I realised that my little brother uh, was be- like basically a teenager um, because I played it with him mm. and like he he's not that scared he's kind of finding it like he's more kind of finding the, the intense gore kind of funny mm. he's he's not a little kid anymore like he can deal with this and it's like the most horrific game I've ever played but it it's the difference between playing it with someone else. And yes. playing it alone in oh. your dark room with headphones on, which Hell is yeah. how I experienced it. Um, I played through Outlast I, 1 entirely on my own. Oh, yeah. Awful. Awful. Yeah. Terrible. It makes a difference. Yeah. It really makes a difference. Because you're the, like, you know, other people make you really take the immersion out, don't they? But when you're immersed in the game, you're really, like, focusing. Um. <laughs> it's interesting that you said that you're playing through Resident Evil because um, I'm, I'm playing it through uh, with my girlfriend, and uh, she, she, you know, as, as you know, not not a gamer, but she absolutely loves watching me play. Yeah. Um, and so, wait, are you we, playing we, two with her? Yes. Yeah, so at the moment, we're playing two, um, and we've decided that we're going to make our way through the entire franchise. Um, because this is oh, uh, other than can I, can I do it with probably, you? I'm playing zero at the moment, and we can. It's such a hard game. <laughs> well, the, all the originals are so hard. 
Oh, the originals are really hard. I think I might skip five and six, though, because they're not really <coughs> the same. <laughs> they're like, they're not horror. They're more action. <laughs> I'm still uh, going to play them because I've, I've, I haven't played them since I've played four. Okay. Um, and I've played two and three now. So have I you, play have you played and one? Um, so I actually play zero and then I'll play five and six. Have you played Revelations? Nope. Need to do that too. Uh, I actually. I've played Revelations 1, the whole thing. And that's a really good game, actually. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of underrated, I think. So I'm going to say Resident Evil is also one of the first games that introduced me to the concept of meat alchemy, which I'll shout out on this podcast right now to my meat alchemy Meat alchemy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will put hashtag meat alchemy also, on the, the down, YouTube video. The one downside, the reason Resident Evil 7 is higher on my list is purely because I felt like the mold creatures could have been a little scarier. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love how way. specific that criticism is. <laughs> Just one quant, because, like, I don't know. You're allowed that. When I, 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 when I put it, it when I realised that when I played, like, two and three, zombies are great. But Nemesis and... What's this space? Mr. X. Mr. X. Oh, we're playing Resident Evil 3 on the hardest difficulty with Mr. X, man. There are actually, the first half of the game is brilliant. The second half is just like, oh, right? Um, Mr. First- Mr. X is, is, I actually, I felt that that is up there, actually, with probably one of the most, the highest amount of dread that yeah. I've ever felt in a game because it's, it's not. It, I mean, RE2 is not like Outlast. Outlast is very, very linear, very scripted. Yeah. RE2 is like, you know, actually, if you use too many bullets, you you might want to go back to another save because you might actually be mess mess yourself up. Yeah. And so the concept of an unkillable, and even if you even when you take him down, he's right back up not that long after. Yeah. Oh. And Nemesis, and it, and it, oh, like, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, go on. Like, if you get a chance to play three, it's best, ex- like, on its harvest difficulty, Nemesis is, like Mr. X, will just, har- like, follows you. But he just, like, harasses you. He'll just, like, charge. He'll jump out of nowhere and get you. And he never leaves you alone. And there are parts of it. It's great. If you play on its lowest difficulty, it's not. Com- but if you play at its highest, he actually appears more in the game than he does on his lower difficulty. Like, he harasses you in bits that you thought you were safe in. And, like, you don't have safe rooms anymore. Uh, That's disgusting. <laughs> like, no, no, no. no. Uh, That's disgusting. He, he can attack you in safe rooms. Um, well, hey, hang on. Resident Evil 2, normal difficulty, bloody main hallway. Oh, okay, all good. In comes Mr. X. Like, get out of here. This is my... <laughs> This is my space. <laughs> <laughs> but used to the run up, save right when he's there, and then run away. Uh... <sighs> it's embarrassing when you look at the save <laughs> count. It's like yeah. I think I'm on, I'm on like forty saves. I'm just like <laughs> every time I walk past the save machine, it's like, yep. That's the thing about zero and one. Gotta have those ink ribbons, man. You can't be can't be saving all the time. Are you, are you playing? Um, the one, the HD remaster, H zero HD remaster, yeah. Okay, there's, there's, I think there's a one and a zero. Yeah, uh, HD, yeah. Okay. No, I've got both. Yeah, 
I've played both. I've played one. I've actually, um, in my library on Steam, I've got... I've got quite a few Resident Evil games. I've got five, four, Revelations. I need to play them. <laughs> Revelations 2, oh my, I, didn't, I haven't played that. I've just, these are from bundles and stuff. They're good games. <laughs> yeah, they are good games. Overall, I, I, I'm a big fan um, of the Resident Evil series. The, the Switch first person in 7 uh, made it a little more real. And the fact that your your character isn't like some soldier or anything, right? You're not some like I'm not a member of stars. Yeah. Gone. You're just some guy who's like coming to find his wife who's been missing. Um and so, like Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I'm hyped for for um Village. Uh, eight Lidge. Um eight, eight Lidge. <laughs> I I am I'm really hyped for it. It looks so so good. Mm. Um, I'm kind of, and, and I feel like after um, Eight Lidge is out, I, I feel like they're going to do a four remake. I reckon. I can see it coming, and four's considered to be the the best one. They're on a roll. People love people love four. I've never played it. Four was more action. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I mean the remakes are kind of more action as well, though, aren't they? Uh, well, I, I mean, I guess, but, but not by today's standards, but by the PlayStation One originals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, by the standards of those. Um, shall we move on to number yes. three? Yes, that's a great. I love talking about that. Um, uh, yes, please. Uh, here's, here's to the only game that's ever made me cry. This is why it's on number three. And it's uh, so I've played through it twice, maybe three times actually now. It's uh, Resi- uh not Resident Evil, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, solid, solid campaign, absolutely amazing. I replay it again and again and again. I replay it in fully first uh, first person actually the most recent time. Um, hmm. Like to make it as like immersive as possible with a car monitor and everyone's on. That's a long game to be able to play. And again I would and just, again, man. I would just, uh, I played it once on the PS4, and then I start, I did half of it on the Xbox One at home, huh. uh, and then I've done all of it again on the PC. Um, that is so exciting! Cool. It's, I didn't read Barbara online, but it, yeah. Absolutely, the the world, how it feels, um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and it, like I used to come back from like work at uh, gin and juice at like three o'clock in the morning, high as hell off caffeine, and like play uh, Resident Evil, uh, <laughs> damn it, <laughs> Red Dead <laughs> until the sun came up. Um, and I never finished the first one. Uh, hmm. <laughs> and I really want to go back and play it. And I know you can play it on Game Pass uh, on the on the Xbox One. It's like on um, backwards compatibility. So I might get it when I'm home for Christmas and yeah. try and play it. But I can't really get access to that 
screen. But yeah. Um, I I so I I I played Red Dead Two. Um, it was it was fantastic. I I loved it. Obviously, clouded by nostalgia with Red Dead One. Um, but because uh, I played that so much um, when I was younger, uh, mainly just dicking around, um, lassoing people and trying to put them in hilarious places. Um, yep. But uh, Red Dead Two. I mean, in terms of. I mean, it's a, it's a better game. Well, undoubtedly, the story, a the story, like, I, I, I was so sad at my ending. Uh, I was when, I almost cried. I actually. got the good ending, and so he watches the sun come up. Yeah, right. And I was just like, "Fuck, this is heartbreaking." I actually like teared up a bit. I was like, "Game has never made me so like." And when I realized it was a like the pro, there was an epilogue. It's John Marston. I was like. Thank God, right? Thank you, God. It's not. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I teared up, and but not. If I got the sunset, I might have been way more sad. I yeah. was like broken. I was too kind of sad to actually feel tears coming. I got the bad ending where yeah. you're shot in the head and then spat on, and that's it. That is the, <laughs> that, is, that is the last thing you see of Arthur Morgan. Like, are you kidding? I was so depressed after that. I still haven't finished that epilogue because I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm actually, I actually, I'm actually depressed by this ending. I can't deal with this game that's, anymore. That's hilarious. Did you, were you like proper bad boy then? Because I, well, I made sure I had to redeem myself enough to get the good ending after see, all the terrible things I've done. I was, in terms of the story choices. I, I was kind of neutral. I, I did I did like bad and good things depending on how I felt. But yeah. with in outside of the story, my Arthur Morgan was a complete psychopath. Like um, you know, I, I would go up to people camping, I'd sit down and share their whiskey with them and like yeah. chat about stuff and then stand up, lasso them, and chuck them on the fire like every time. Uh-huh. Uh, so my 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 reputation was in in the gutter. Uh, I did. I, I, you know, I was a, I was a monster. <laughs> so my second playthrough, I I didn't bother redeeming myself, so I got that ending as well. Um, I should have gone back for the money, but yeah, I still saved John. Uh, <laughs> but once I knew how it ended, I I didn't think going back for the money there was like there was any point on my second playthrough because yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know how it's gonna go. Um, yeah. Right over two. Uh, and just like, just enjoying the world that's there. And doing all the little, I tried to do as many, like, of the little weird places. And like followed some guides to find all the treasure and whatnot. Um, my, my main I just wanted to ride around and enjoy the world. I want to oh, fell asleep oh, spent... to, to meet auto riding across the map. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I spent... I, I, yeah, I, I absolutely adored Red Dead Two. I thought it was fantastic. Um, the, my only criticism would be that, and it's bizarre, really, that in the post game you have the whole desert area completely unlocked and ready to explore. Yeah, and there's nothing there. There's a few things. Not really, but not yeah, but nothing, nothing, nothing to justify the amount of work that must have gone into. They've put in quite a few stuff in online there, I guess, but I guess they just wanted to hail back to Red Dead One. Because 
But they could have done so much more stuff down there. Um, yeah, like I, I don't. I'm, all I'm, all I'm talking about is like post game, like just grindy stuff that you can just do post game and and make it so that it's all in the desert area because that that I, I would have been so down for just playing more of that game, um, but I didn't get because Arthur Morgan dies, I didn't. I didn't, and I and I and I knew that then nothing happened in the desert area. I kind mm. of had no incentive. That's how invested I was in the story. Like I was kind of like just emotionally drained after that ending. Yeah, hundred percent. I did give a I give it first time through. I gave it like a month in between. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it did depress me the ending as well. Was, oh, all of that. Arthur Arthur getting sick Um, and it was like oh yeah and you like cough a few times and I'm like fuck am I just gonna get ill and die and I'm like yep (laughs) also also um, the fact that the the people who betray you in the gang are just such they're they're such bastards I hate them you know they're they're horrible and yeah Dutch's betrayal is so yeah, the the whole betrayal is, is beautifully done, and I and it's kind of frustrating because Arthur, I guess he's just not like he, he's. I mean, if you play him as a good guy, he's a good guy. I think he's meant to, he's meant to be like a you know like a bit of a hand solo type guy, um, and I think he's, he's not very smart he though. Was, he's not very. I, he's not. He wasn't smart enough no. to 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 see through the deception. Before it got too bad, and yeah, it's such a shame. It's- also, I think that because I, you know, as, I don't know, like Arthur Morgan isn't mentioned once in Red Dead One. Yeah, I know. So I think the canon is that he was a shithead. He was like, but he still saved John in one way or another. But he just doesn't get mentioned because you know it makes sense that he's yeah because he's he's not. Yeah, yeah, kind of just a bit of a shit. Like not, not a hero, not a god, no. but not. But he, he wasn't like he clearly wasn't a villain. And he probably he was, was, a, he was more of a nuisance to to Dutch and that lot in the end. Yeah, they didn't really see him as anything special. Um, but oh well. And he kind but, of wasn't, was he? But someone, I, I no. But apart from he was, yeah, he was a good shot. Um, if you play him as that. But there was a nice thing I saw. Which was um, like they rewrote the ending of Red Dead uh, One, where like uh, Arthur is alive, where he never. So this is a world where he never beats up that guy to get the money. Um, he never catches TB. He's alive after it all, and John goes to see him, and then the Pegatons turn up, and they and because this is two of them there, John survives. I'm just like, oh, nah, yeah, it would have been nice, right? But I don't think that's, that's the point of Red Dead Redemption. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, is that, I, I, um, been a while. So he got TB because of that. How did yeah. he get TB? He got TB because he, he collected some debts of, um, I forgot about Mrs. that. Mrs. Dow's husband, whatever his name is, and he coughs blood into his mouth as he, oh. as he dies. Um, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um, wow. And then it just sort of goes down here from there anyway, doesn't it? 
Um, <laughs> can we? Sorry, we will. We. This is good convo, so I'm not actually that sorry. Um, we we'll, we will progress onto your next pick, but special mention to that um, entire chapter that takes place on the um, desert island, um, wherever it was. Guama. Um, that was spectacular. Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> yeah, me too. So this is the first. I think you kind of realise you're real then as well. Like yeah. I did. Um, you sort of see it in, in his eyes, don't you? Uh, his skin gets worse. Like everything about him looks rough towards yeah. the end. Yeah, because he's quite handsome in the beginning. When I replayed it, I realised how good he looks in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he looks, he's a mess at the end. Oh yeah. man! And sorry, I just want to quickly mention the love story arc. If you play oh. it properly, it's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. Oh, I played that properly. Yeah. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. Um. Yeah. And also, oh. I say you can go. You can try and visit everyone after the game. All right, moving on to number two. This one is going to be controversial pick, I think. Um, this is a game I really love. Really fan of the previous two. Brilliant open world, semi-open world. I know what this is. Metro oh. Exodus. Um, I, didn't, I didn't guess that. <laughs> that's a, that's a good pick. I. Really like the Metro games, uh, the books. Exodus just stole my heart. I would mm. sit on the train for hours and just watch Countryside go by in it, and like play the guitar with people and talk to talk to them. And I just got so attached to the characters. It broke my heart when I got the bad ending the first playthrough because oh. um, you die and you're like, oh, is that it? Um, and then the DLCs are really good as well. I don't know if. I can spoil it. But the second DLC, you play as Sam, like the American guy in your group. And he tries to get home to the USA. Oh, yeah. He, like a, um, a U-boat captain. And it's just, oh, it was really good. Um, like, yeah. And there's going to be more, apparently. Um, which I'm Oh, interesting. Okay. Apparently more Metro games are on the way. Hmm. Uh so I'm happy about that. I think the story is probably going to go bigger. Just the different areas you go to, the feel of it, um, and yeah, the sort of yeah. Like, I like I've I've played the disparity in the how like if you play on the highest difficulty, no ammo at all. Uh, yeah, it's quite difficult. Um, so I have a lot of fun. I played. I got Metro, uh, the second one. Uh, which one's that? Um, Last Light? Yeah. Is that the second one? Yeah, it's the second one. I got that for free um, in a Comic-Con goodie bag. <laughs> um, and I was kind of like, oh, what's this game? I've never heard of it. I was expecting it to be like some indie game because I'd never heard of it at the time. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, I I don't um, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm waiting for Exodus to be on Game Pass. Actually, uh, it's not it's not a game that I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's my sort of thing. So I'm kind of waiting for it. Mm. Um, but it looks amazing. Like it looks fantastic. Yeah, I got to get that ray tracing. Well, once I my plan is to replay it mm. once I get that graphics card. Yours, so I can play it with the ray tracing on. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, the ray tracing looks fantastic. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, so visceral the world, um, and I just sort of got lost in it quite a bit. Attention to detail is attention strong. to detail is amazing. Yeah. Um, again, small little secrets and things to find all scattered all around, and like the yeah the the characters are all really nice and i just love the aesthetic as well like more so than any i love post-apocalyptic stuff of course and like i haven't really this gives a you know this gives it away but i haven't really put an rpg on my list um metro exodus slid in in front of the other in front of the witcher 3 uh (laughs) Well, which is it, my my which is my special mention, unfortunately. Oh, uh, no, please, oh please, give it a special mention because that will be the only repeated game on this entire bloody list. Uh, <laughs> I'm, nah, yeah, which three special mention? Shout out, uh, good fun, but uh, I haven't. I can't replay you. <laughs> This is the only reason why all these other games I've replayed, and I'm like, this is the thing about me. I I don't replay games a lot. Um, I try. I do one and I move on. But every everyone on this list, I have played more than once, more than twice, more maybe three times at least. Um, yeah. And then the other special mentions for game, other games would be out like Outlast. And uh, Battlefleet Gothic Armada is the newest edition because I'm just sinking hours into it every day. So um, can you can you give me one give me one game that you would put as your special mention? Uh, it would be Witcher, which was my special mention. I <laughs> right. Okay, fantastic. I've made a note of that. Cool. What is the best game of all time, according to Blonde Jack. Uh, Total War Warhammer 2. <laughs> there we go. There it is. What a game. 2,000 hours almost into that. Yeah, I can't actually... I, I actually can't fathom that, Jack. I, One that th- just oh. blows my mind. Yeah, it's... <sighs> <sighs> I've never, I've never put that much ga- time into a single game before. That's mad. <laughs> it came out in 2016. Just four years. Uh, yeah, it's about 500 hours a year, I guess. Uh. <laughs> That's just insane. Insane. <laughs> I would leave it on sometimes all the day, and I would doing computational chemistry projects alongside playing it was also a big pastime of mine. Um, it has so much replayability. It actually is a combination of two games in one because um, the first one is incorporated into the second one, as all games should do. Uh, it has so many different ways to play it. I'm a big fan of Warhammer. I'm a big fan of real-time strategy. I'm a big fan of tactical strategy like Civ. And it does both. It's beautiful. Yeah. The The models are amazing. It has a workshop mode that allows you to play, have stupid battles that are incredibly 
large and um like will break your PC. You should run on on your PC, by the way, Jamie, because I get like twenty frames when I do something. Yeah, oh, I really want to see what happens. Actually, you should yeah. do some laboratory games, and I will watch you play it because you can have like unit sizes times a thousand with the gravity all the way up, and you can oh, fuck with the fun. damage, and you know ah, it's it's ridiculous. Because um, I think three is going to have like super battles by the sounds of it, because they want to test this technology out all three. Because um, yeah. I think they're in that. I have a feeling they might introduce like chaos demons, which might have the ability to mess with the physics of the game because that would make sense. Yep. Uh, for demons in that universe, so like, you know, increase messing with the gravity, for example, or the size of things. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just yeah. Um, or having unit sizes that are ridiculous, like it. And then yeah, there's the story, the multiple stories, the battles are just so predictive. God damn it! And once you get an SSD and play it on an SSD, it's so much better. <laughs> the loading times. I think when you, uh, I, I've okay. So I've been, I've been to your place. I've seen that loading on on a hard, a normal hard drive. And yeah, that I would go, I would go as far as to say that. It's essential to have an SSD yeah. because, like, man, the difference is huge <laughs> for the that game specifically. Ridiculous. It's probably <laughs> the reason I have two thousand hours on it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. two hundred hours of it was before, and it was just waiting on loading times. <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah. I used to. I actually so back before I had an SSD. I remember in third year, Jamie, I played some of this game. And I knew if I had to load a particularly big battle, I would go for a cigarette because it was five minutes or something that I would have to wait for the load. And so I knew I could yeah. just go and do something. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you. I didn't know you did that. That's I was just like, I was just like, oh, it's gonna be a while. I'll go make a tea or a coffee and have a smoke, and then I'll come back because it will be ready. <laughs> and but to that, they did do an update as well like maybe earlier on this year that cut down the turn times to like a minute from like three minutes so it's it's much so much better optimized than it was when it first came out because of the size that they tried to introduce wow. to the game that's a huge difference that's, that's a huge update yeah it wow. made so like turn times because you can play the mortal empires campaign which is both maps and oh, well, there's, like yeah, 190, there. there's like 190 factions or something in that one. 110 factions, I think. Um, or somewhere there, they've added more each time. And they add to the map every, with uh, updates. And there's still DLC coming out for it. Um, I mean, Total War uh, Warhammer 3 is, conf- is, is, is coming out. As a it's confirmed because it's going to do gonna a immense. super map with all three of them. Um and it will probably top this one on the list. Apparently, they're reworking sieges, which is the one bad thing about this game. Magic ladders are a bit weird, and also single directional sieges where it could be three hundred and sixty degrees. Um, I might. I'm. I, Total War. I think the uh, Warhammer you didn't Three play more is of going it. to be. I you think that, play more I think Three it. is going to be the game that I get invested in. I. Yeah, man. You know, it was a time thing. I just oh, oh, hundred percent. I just 
there's so many games grabbing my attention and it was kind of like I wanted to play those at the time yeah. um but I I know that that it's an amazing game like I've played it for a, like a chunk like I give it a good go like, I don't know I've got like no, like I, 30 I'm, hours into it like I'm I give glad. it a damn good go I'm I'm glad that you've at least experienced it yeah. if you ever want to do a battle or just you know have the odd chat where we just play some campaigns or some you do some laboratory mode and mess around with the physics on your high-end PC. Um, I will be doing fun. that. That sounds like a lot of fun. No, I want to get. I want to get into it, and I feel like I feel like I will really get invested into it um, when when the third one comes out because that's yeah. probably how it's going to work out. Honestly, it's probably the best way to spend time on it because you will be able to get all of the things together. Because I've I've had that thought. I'm like, oh, third one comes out. Does that mean I have to? Does that mean I have to play it uh, for another two thousand, three thousand <laughs> to get all of the game? Um, no, no. I really hope you can import your Mortal Empire campaigns. Um, yeah, yeah. I hope this figures something out. Yeah, it's a good point actually because that's the first time like they're going to be having to deal with that 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 kind of um, backlog because. The second game invented that concept yeah. of adding the two together. So the third one might have to. Yeah, I wonder how. I wonder how that's gonna. So like, it, how- it kind of felt like it would make sense to have it as an individual, um, uh, like launcher in its in itself. So you 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 if you have just making a separate executable that mm. just is in charge of that single thing, just so that yeah. it's very very clear that you, yeah I, like I how call of duty used to do its multiplayer and campaign on two different things i think that could that would make it a whole lot less messy anyway yeah i i think that's a good idea because i also wanted to bring up a point so for example i might have spent i i conquered the entire mortal empires map as dwarves right i yep. spent a lot of time doing it am i going to try and do that again in the third game probably not <sighs> right no like What's the incentive to play the races that I've been playing up to now in the third game? I don't think there's an incentive. I don't think they have that much more to add. If, unless they add a lot more to the world, that I don't think it will have the same replayability, even with the larger areas. Because what, it could, we've it had these it areas possibly. for such a long time, right? It, so, yeah, it, could, it couldn't possibly do that. But, that, the, but it much. also will, of course, have a campaign set in, in the new area only. Yeah. And that will also be very replayable in its own right, as any Total War game is. So, and yeah, once I get used to Chaos Races, and maybe they'll add Ogres and the weird, uh, like, sorceress uh, Chinese allegory, uh, there's a few of them, some strange races in Warhammer. If they add all that, then I'm 100% for it. There's more DLCs coming for two in December, which... Yeah. Also, I want to give a notable shout out to a game that I can't wait to play tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, um, Ghost Runner, which will hopefully fill hey, my you, cyberpunk. Have you have thing you bought up. it? Yeah. I, oh, I can install it now. Yeah, because oh, I'm, yeah, oh, like, I'm 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 totally getting that too. I, I can't. I, I played the demo and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually installing it right now. Apparently, it's some preload maybe. Nine point five gig. Brilliant. 
yeah, that's going to take up my weekend. Um, hopefully, I won't get through it too quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, know, it's right? like a it's like a six to eight hour campaign, but it encourages replayability. Uh, obviously, like it's such a replayable game. It's so much yeah. fun. I had a lot of fun with the demo. Were you there on my birthday when, when I played it? I uh, no. I, oh, okay. I wanted to do a thing where we all get the demo and we try and beat it. Let's see what our times are. That'd be fun. I, I'm def- I'm very. I, I I want it, and I have this this thing in my head. But it's like I spent a lot of money on games recently. I should probably finish the ones I've already got. But I really want Ghost Runner, especially yeah. since Cyberpunk just got delayed. It's yeah. kind of like has that Cyberpunk. Oh, it's a completely different game, but it's yeah. has set has, it's obviously set in the same sort of world. Please join us on Mobile Trauma as well. So much fun. Yeah, I, I I wasn't hooked, but I I do want to play some more for sure. When you uh, well, when you do it correctly, I think it's got a lot more rewards to it, like yeah. trying to sort stuff out together and not just betraying each other and shooting each other all the time. Um, but it's quite yes. a mess. I I, I get it summary. Um, <laughs> but please join yeah. us more. It was lovely to have you there as well. No, I I, I did have fun. Um. I need to play it more. And we need more, more Gmod. Yeah, we. Oh, yeah, we do actually. That's been a while. Um, I haven't played that in a while. We we should definitely do that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, I. Let me just write. I've got this list now. Um. Let me just. There's one thing I need to do. A bit of housekeeping because I. I've made a mistake on this list. I've missed out some games. All right. Are you ready? Okay, so the the best game, the, the the top ten games of all time, according to the Openly Beta Hitbox podcast, um, are as followed. <coughs> Number one. Oh, I've written. Uh. <laughs> No, 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 it's all good, it's all good, it's just, I made a small mistake. So, number one is joint between Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver, Mass Effect 2, The Last of Us, Metro 2033, Spyro the Dragon, Ripto's Rage, uh, Total Warhammer 2. That is the first place. The yep. second place we have... Me- oh man, I've really cocked this up, haven't I? Apologies for you. <laughs> In second place, we have a joint between Persona 4, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Little Big Planet 2, The Witcher 3. Oh no, oh, cock it. Right, ignore me, ignore me, ignore me. Just shift everything down, alright? Witcher 3 is number one. Witcher 3 is the number one game of all time, according to is this. It? List. And the only reason why is because you gave it an honourable mention, which means it has a slight nudge above all the other ones. So, Witcher 3, number one best game of all time, alright? Oh. Oh. Okay. So, the third... <laughs> the, the, the third... Uh, so, the, so we'll, we'll go back to third best games of all time. It's Persona 4, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Little Bit Planet 2, uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, uh, Metro Exodus, and Lost Planet 2. Um, the... Third best game of all. No, fourth, 
fourth best game of all time is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Halo Reach, Skyrim, Battlefield 3, no, The Sims 3. this should be third, because this would be, this should be third. Rich no, this, no, no, no. second on my list. No, this is fourth, because uh, Witcher 3 is bumped up. Oh, oh, yeah, I did that. Sorry, I ruined it all. I mean, look, okay, look, okay, okay, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm also kind of confused, so we just gonna... <laughs> Well, at, some point us, on this, at some the point Witcher. on this tier at some point on this tier uh, below the other ones I've just listed read for, I'll read it again Smash Bros Ultimate Halo Reach Skyrim Battlefield 3 Sims 3 Red Dead Redemption 2 and Skyrim we've already written that I've already wrote that down man this is a confusing list okay then the next tier down which will where's the set's fifth place um, there's Civilization 5 Towerfall Spyro the Dragon um Rollercoaster World on PS2, Resident Evil 7, and Battlefield 3. The sixth best game of all time, according to this, is Undertale, Street Fighter 4, Minecraft, PUBG, Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric, <laughs> Warhammer, <laughs> Dawn of War. <laughs> no, Dawn of War can't be the Sonic <laughs> Boom, that's not right. It's There's wrong, something beyond. wrong with your list. Can we no. put Sonic Boom below whatever comes five from now on? I don't right, care what fine. Paris says. That's fine. I, it can't be. And now, um, in seventh place, um, by default, is Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and <coughs> Evolve. I <laughs> <laughs> think these are turning from first places to tears. I think... I think you're right. I don't think you can call these first places, can you? I think uh, you should make a tier. There can be a king of games, which is whatever gets mentioned the most, but you have tiers based on it. Because eventually you'll have games that have been mentioned two times and three times, and if you're counting it like that, it will be easier if you just tier it. Um, no, when, when they're mentioned two times. So if it's first place, it gets five points. Mm. And that's how it works. So the oh, first... Okay. Basically, the first game that gets repeated twice is going to become the first best game of all time. How many points do special mentions get? Zero. But so it has the same amount of points. It, ha- it does. However, I am putting them for the sake of for the sake of having this list. And if a game is mentioned twice, even if it's a special mention, I'm giving it a special points. All right, zero in. The world of Hitbox, the openly beta podcast, is worth zero is, is not an zero value. Zero. It's, no, it's not. It's got number to it. It does. It's like and, how computers can do, I don't know, maybe, maybe you have to do a very, very small number. It's just above zero, but not it quite. It is like that. And you know what? I'm in charge of this podcast. I make the rules. You know what? If I want to change how maths works, I'll bloody do it. Okay? That ends the podcast now. Do you have any final thoughts that you wish to bestow upon the legions of fans? Yeah. Um, play Warhammer Total War 2 on the multiplayer because there's an achievement on there that you have to beat one of the development team or someone who's beaten a member of the development team or someone who's beaten some of them to pass this achievement around, like play. Um, so play it, because I haven't got that achievement and I want to get 100% achievements. What a wonderful way to finish this podcast. 
almost as wonderful as me saying thank you for watching please like and subscribe if you don't like and subscribe don't worry about it because you probably haven't got to this part of the podcast to even hear me say it thank you jamie i love you very much thanks audience